Are you looking to learn more about investing in the central Indiana real estate market? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast with TNH Realty, where we discuss all things related to investing in the central Indiana real estate market. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Indie Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Tallman with TNH Realty. We are a residential property management company that services the central Indiana market. The title of today's podcast is How TNH is Tackling This Challenging Rental Market. We're here to talk about that today, give everyone kind of a general state of where we are in the rental market, what TNH, what we are doing to overcome that. And there's no better person to talk about that than our leasing manager, Kelsey Bolden. Welcome back to the show, Kelsey. Thank you. Happy to be here. So Kelsey, before we get started, I have to ask a question. How do you, do you like my new haircut? Have you seen I my do. Haircut? I actually, I noticed it in our uh, meeting earlier today. You do? You actually yeah. noticed it? I did. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because it's look, it's no secret. That I don't have great, a great hair game. I don't have a ton going on up there. And as I've gotten older, I've noticed when I get a haircut, I come home and like literally no one in my household notices. It's like, did you get a hair? Weren't you yet? Did, weren't you supposed to get a haircut today? Like, well, yeah, I did. Cause I think it's just, you know, a reality that I don't have as much hair to make noticeable differences, but I'm, I'm glad you noticed it. I appreciate that. I, I did. You know, it's funny. My barber, I always joke. I think my barber could literally cut my hair in like 90 seconds. It's a um, quick rundown. Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate that he kind of extends it probably to make me feel better and make me feel like I'm getting my money's worth. You have uh, to keep coming yeah. back to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Kelsey, it's October 20th. This podcast is scheduled to go out October 24th, Tuesday, October 24th. It's a Friday today. And we don't normally cut our production this close. We do have some other podcasts in the hopper in the queue, but we're actually bumping this schedule a bit because I think it's important to record this podcast with you, get some information out there, you know, because there's a lot of news right now going on concerning the rental market. And we've talked a ton about this at our company. We've had leadership meetings about it. We've had full staff meetings where we've really dove deep into the rental market, some statistics, kind of what we're doing. And I just thought it made sense to share that on the podcast. So Kelsey, I don't want to bury the lead here. Let's just get right into it. Tell everyone generally, how is our rental market doing? Yeah. So things are slow. We're feeling it. We know our clients are feeling it. I know we're going to jump into some statistics here shortly, but things are very stagnant right now. Yeah. And this doesn't appear to be a local thing at all. Central Indiana, by by no means, is the only market that's struggling. I just have a few anecdotes and a quote I'll share here. I'm a part of a couple of property management forums. They're kind of national forums where single-family property management companies can get together and kind of share best practices, ideas. And there's a lot of people talking about the rental market in those forums. There was someone that posted about a month ago. And they said, wow, the central Colorado rental market is very slow. And there was just like, boom, 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 boom. There was, I think it got over 70 responses and they were all over the country about people that are struggling. 
There's a guy named Todd Breen. I don't think you'll mind me mentioning his name on this podcast, but Todd owns a company and a property management company in Florida. He also owns some subsidiary businesses, and one of which is a really awesome leasing line that he offers property managers, which we use. It's a 24-7 leasing line. So if theoretically, if people call at 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning or night, then someone's going to answer their the call and give them information about, about the rental property. And I thought I would just share something that Todd posted recently. He said, nationwide calls to our leasing call center have dropped to record lows. So if you're not leasing your doors as fast as you used to, it's time for a checkup on your leasing programs. So again, that's saying he's, in, from his perspective and his statistics are showing they're at record lows throughout the country for their call volume. Also had a conversation with a guy named Cena Shaku. Cena, I've known him forever. He founded a Propertyware, which is a popular property management software. He's gone on to uh, start a company called Appley that we use for uh, rental applications. They help you know, we, people when they apply, they go into the Appley system and it runs all this stuff on them. I was talking to him last week and he said, hey, how's your how are things in central Indiana? I'm like, well, they're, they're slow. And he's like, yeah, we've just noticed across the board, this massive drop in applications and it hit suddenly. And we'll talk about that a little more. So, but I think it's helpful to talk about, you know, before we get into a lot of the statistics, kind of like what we generally experience here in Indianapolis. And we've talked a lot about this in other podcasts and blogs and things like that. But for many, many years in our rental market here in central Indiana was incredibly predictable. We could honestly predict within a week or two exactly when our market would slow. And that was usually around the middle of July. And that's for people that live here know that's right before school starts. So we would be as slow during that period. But then once January hit, we were back off to the races. It was incredibly busy. We always used to say the rental market begins in January. So again, through the middle of July, all the way through December, it was a slower period. Look, we still had showings. We still take took applications. We still leased homes, but it was just generally slower. Now, COVID threw a wrench into all that. COVID really threw chaos into all of our rental cycles. But this year, you know, we're removed from COVID, but it's been particularly different. And I want to dig into that just a little bit. So activity at the beginning of our year, Kelsey, was slow. January did not start our leasing season at all. But by April, we were humming and it was just incredibly busy all the way through August and even to the very first part of September. So give listeners some statistics around that time frame uh, of just how busy we were and what kind of you know volume we were putting through our systems. Yeah, absolutely. So in quarter two, which was the start of April. We had an average of 461 showings each month and about three showings per available home each week. So these are great numbers overall. Mm -hmm. We stayed incredibly strong through quarter three. So in August, we ended up signing a record number of leases for our company. And then in September, we were seeing a strong number of showings in the first part of the month. But then we started to see things fall off and they fell off very quickly towards the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. And almost like it wasn't gradual. It all it is like we just kind of hit a wall, it felt like. So tell us what have we experienced since that 
let's say the second week of September, yeah. you know, to today, which is October 20th. Yeah. So we went from 2.9 showings per available home uh, each week down to 1.14. And then we saw the number of applications drastically reduce. So in the first week of September, we had 62 applications. Now, over the last three weeks, we've had an average of 26 applications per week. Right. And that's, you know, for context, we got, we got around 50 homes on the market ish ish. Right. I mean, that's kind of when that's a good amount of inventory that's available out there. So um, I think it's safe to say that we're experiencing near or, or record low numbers. Right? We're right at that threshold where it's about as slow right. as we've ever seen. Yeah. So I want to get into a little bit, why is it so slow? And I want to talk here a little bit about, and we've talked about this before, but I want to get into the why, like, why are we experiencing such slow leasing activity? Number one is we just mentioned it, general seasonality. It's always slower this time of year. We don't, we're not crushing it in October almost ever. We're typically doing better than we are today, but we're never, it's never incredibly busy on the new lease side in October. The second reason, and I think this is more applicable to this year and why it's more slow than in previous years is that people just aren't moving. I think there's a certain population of renters who had interest rates been better, would have moved and it would have opened up rental properties for people to move into. Because But because interest rates are so high now, high relatively speaking, they're just staying put. And I also think that people that would move and maybe upgrade into a nicer home, a larger home, home in a better area, whatever that might look like, they're staying put too because the sticker shock to upgrade has probably made them rethink that strategy. So they're saying, you know what? I'm good. I'm not ready to buy because I'm going to wait till interest rates get better or two. I can't really afford. It doesn't make sense for me to, to add an extra bedroom or an extra room or a marginally better area if I want to pay, you know, a significant amount of more money. So I think there's multiple factors that are leading people to just not move and stay put. And we're experiencing that too. And our renewal rates are really good. And there's a third reason too, I think that's impacting why things are so slow. And that is the influx of what we'll call owner occupant properties that are entering the market. And again, I'll trace this back to interest rates. So people, if they decide to move, like if they decide to upgrade the property that they own, a lot of these people are not selling their property they're living in because the interest rate that they receive or they're getting on that property is so low. So it's like, why would I give up this really cheap money? Why don't I just rent it instead? So it's putting more owner-occupant properties into the market. And then even if they're not intentionally putting into the market, there are some people that have upgraded or moved and are trying to sell their home and they can't. So we're seeing the owner occupants come into the property. I spoke to a guy this week and he's got a really nice property and his wife got a quote, once in a lifetime opportunity to move cross country. So they took it 
and they put their home in the market. They can't sell it. They came to us. I think they signed a contract this morning. So it's just, that's the kind of people that are, you know, adding inventory into the rental market. So look, seasonality is a problem. The lack of people who are moving is a problem and the oversupply of inventory is a problem. So I think it's kind of a perfect storm that has impacted the rental market, I think, in a profound way. So higher end properties, we just talked about, Kelsey, like people that are transforming their or transferring their their home into a rental property. These are typically not higher end properties. Okay. Not your kind of your bread and butter rental properties. And we'll call these the homes that are greater than $2,000 or more in monthly rent. Our average rent here in Indianapolis is around 1500. So these are a cut above that. And that market above 2000, it's always been a little slower. Talk about what that market looked like today. Cause I think it's worth noting that this market is in its own special place, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned, there's an influx of these homes on the market right now. And don't get us wrong. We love these homes. We like mm -hmm. having those higher end rentals in our portfolios, but um, with there being so many on the market, we have to be really aggressive with pricing. Um, we're not going to see the same rates on these that we had seen in the past. And then also we need to make sure that the home is in excellent condition because there's so many available. We have to do something to set that home apart from all of the others. Right. Yeah. You know, the title of this podcast is how we're tackling this market. So again, your team is busy, right? When your team is busy in the heavy leasing months, you're just processing applications, churning out leases. It's just a really busy, busy time. Not that homes rent themselves, but there's not as much requirement for lead management, if that makes sense, right? So it's like your, your team's really focused on getting properties, applications processed, leases out the door. So talk about specifically what we're doing today to overcome this market. Yeah, it's funny. It's almost like counterintuitive. You would think we would be busier during the, the busier season, mm -hmm. but we actually find that we're working harder during the season. Um, so we already have a really aggressive marketing program. So we advertise on all of the major rental search platforms and on our local MLS system. But we've been trying to do some unique strategies during this market. So we've been doing open houses for some of our homes. But the number one thing that I would say is setting us apart is we have a person who's in-house and dedicated to managing those leads for our clients. So every lead that comes in, they put a lot of care into that. And our team right now is focused on phone calls. So we're calling all of the leads possible that we can, trying to get a hold of them and then you know helping them through the process and answering their questions. We're also focused on calling applicants who have maybe started the process and have stopped. Uh, we want to make sure that we're engaging with them to help walk them through the entire process and getting them to fully apply. Yeah, that is that is great stuff. And I think Todd Breen, who I mentioned earlier, had mentioned that, you know, it's time to start calling people. And he says, because his team is doing that and, and the responses they're getting are have been really, really good and positive. It's like, wow, you're calling me. That's that's different because I think, you know, let's face it, our our industry and we're not unique, there's a lot of automated emails that go through, right? Hope you like the property. Tell us what you think. Hope you can apply. You know, just those canned messages. But we, when we 
can personalize it and say, Hey, saw you visited this property. Do you have any questions about it? Anything we can do to help you, you know, become interested in applying that does set it apart. It's a lot of work. We get a ton of leads still into our system. So yeah, we have made that conscious decision to devote someone specifically for nurturing rental leads. I think we're unique that way, but I think it's also important and more importantly, impactful to get homes leased. You also mentioned people that start applications and don't finish. Talk Just talk about that a little more, um, you know, kind of our systems that that we use and then our process to, to reach out to them. Yeah. So there's several verification factors that go into our application and we, we do that, you know, because we want to make sure that we're getting the most qualified applicants for the home. So there's a lot of times where an applicant will start the process. Maybe they'll stop because they're unsure of the steps, but what we do to overcome that is make those phone calls. We will sit on the phone or offer to uh, have a meeting with them in the office and walk them through that application. So that way they they know that we're real people, we're here to help them. And it also builds that connection with them. So they're more excited about finishing the process and actually moving into the home. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's just, it's almost like concierge service, right? So it's like, Hey, we we saw you started. looks like maybe you've, you've come to a stopping point for whatever reason. How can we help you overcome that? You know, if, I, I kind of just hit, hit me. I've, you know, if, if you've ever shopped online for like clothing or whatever, and you put something in your shopping bag and you leave, I get emails like, Hey, did you leave something in your bag? You know, it's, it's that mentality to like, Hey, can we help you get to the finish line? And I think people appreciate that. They could be too embarrassed to reach out because maybe they're not really sure how to do something. So we you know, provide that concierge service to kind of get them over the finish line and get their application into our system. So that's great. We're speaking to our group and our clients, and we're also speaking to just the landlord who manages a few properties themselves. There's two levers, I feel like, and we've talked about this a lot, that that people can pull in this market. Talk about what people can do, just generally speaking, to get their homes rented more quickly in this market. Yeah, so we, we've said it before and we'll say it again, uh, but it's price and condition is going to affect how long your home stays on the market. So now we're educating our clients and making sure that they understand that price drops are really important. We mentioned this earlier, but rent rates are stabilizing everywhere. So we're not seeing the pricing that we did over the last two years. So we're recommending more aggressive price drops because holding out for a higher rent is going to cost you more money in vacancy than it would to make that drop. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that we're also doing is being very aggressive and recommending upgrades to the home. Um, we can't skip out, even if it's something small. So we can't skip out on the small repairs to really freshen up the home, but the condition, paint, carpet, all of that stuff is so important right now because renters have so many options. Right. And it's good. It's a good exercise. You know, if, again, if you're managing your own property, you know, you know what your property looks like, but search the area, you know, you can go on to Zillow or there's a lot of different websites you can go on to, to search properties and just see what your competition is. Don't, don't just look at price either because price is only one part of it. Look at condition. And that, that can be a real eye-opening discovery for people. It's like, yeah, I was trying to get another couple of years out of this paint job, but my, you know, I got some smudges on the walls or 
that, you know, awful brown refrigerator isn't competing very well against that stainless steel refrigerator sitting in my neighbor's house that's also for rent. So again, there's two big levers there and it's important. And you're right, Kelsey, we did a podcast on this recently about our investors being too greedy with rent rates. And, you know, it's not their faults. They've been con conditioned and trained that every year now I get X percent price increase, but that's changed, you know, we're in, maybe it'll, maybe it'll come back soon, but right now it's, we're not there. And so it's, it's important to be aggressive with price. It's also important to make sure your property shines and stands out and becomes very appealing for, like you mentioned, for tenant tenants that have a, a lot of options. So one hit on one other topic, Kelsey, and that's renewals. You know, you're taking over our renewal process. Your your team is. Talk about best practices that we're using and that other you know those self managers can use when they're renewing a property. Yeah. So when we renew, we'll always do a market analysis. So we'll send over those rates. Uh, we are recommending. You know, the last few years we've seen higher increases at renewal. We're not seeing that right now. Um, so one thing that we're very big on is negotiating with the tenant. We would much rather negotiate the rate for you than cost you vacancy. Mm -hmm. So in order to keep that tenant, you want to make sure that there's a little bit of wiggle room in that renewal rate. And then as far as uh, as a company, what we're doing is uh, we've amped up our communication to the tenant. So instead of just kind of waiting for a response, we're being proactive, we're following up with them. So we can figure out what their plans are much sooner than um, you know, previously. And we're communicating that to our clients. So that way they're aware of what their tenant is doing and we can all prepare for the next steps. Right. Yeah. I think you got to be aggressive at renewal. I think it's, you know, you're going to be in much better shape to keep that that resident in the property than to have them vacate and go through all that extremely expensive vacancy that's inevitable in, in any turn, even the best turns are expensive. So yeah, you know, renewals are something that we talk about here a lot. They're important to us. Vacancy, I think, I think there's a misconception that landlords have about property management companies is that, well, they want a new tenant every year because that's when they can make more money. And that's just simply not true. Vacancy puts a lot of stress on our system. And we are very much aligned with our clients' goals is to keep that tenant in the property. We want that. It just takes a lot. You know, we have, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of move out a month that puts a ton of strain on our system. So we like when we have renewals, it makes things, it makes our clients happy. It makes us happy. Hopefully it makes the resident happy. It's a triple win and we all like it. So, so in closing, Kelsey, I think it's a fair statement. The market is not good, right? You know, the good news is there are some things investors can do to get their homes rented more quickly. And ultimately, you know, you can't get too bogged down in the now. We know things are going to get better and things will get better. In fact, our leasing team has had a really good week, right? We have. Yeah. We have had a good week. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen an uptick in leases signed and, you know, so it's, it's, there's not all doom and gloom out there. I think we're doing the right things to get some leases signed. It seems like it's paying off. So Kelsey, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, we hope everyone has picked up some information that will help them in their investing. We'll be back in two weeks with another podcast. In the meantime, we encourage you to share this podcast with your investing friends, leave us a review, and don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions. Until next time, 
Thank you so much for listening and please stay invested in your investment.